it's been a while since we did one of these, and I think it's my due diligence to be sure, you know, to make sure that this is still in the spotlight, at least for a small handful of people, this term is going to be familiar. Payola. You people have probably heard it, but don't know what it means. Well, basically, anyone with enough money is going to pay disc jockeys, radio stations, anyone really, with enough power to broadcast, to make sure that their music comes out first, to make sure that their songs are played, their new releases. And it's an industry industry secret no more, I would say. A lot of people know about it, but everyone seems to turn a blind eye to it, and I don't get why. It's kind of annoying to me, but at the same time, let's, let's look at it, you know? Why not? Let's take a look. All right. Before I start with this episode of the podcast, I need to save my own ass right now, okay? Listen, it's going to be a dark topic, but the thing is, this is one of those things that people don't like to think or talk about, but it's going to be one of those standard practices that is regularly overlooked. And I I don't overlook shit like this because I'm a big fan of a lot of musicians, right? Some of which were a part of this clause. What I'm talking about, right? You guys have probably heard the thing before, right? Where you pay, you pay a little extra so DJs and others can play music a certain way. But there's another level to it. And the reason that I'm bringing it up is because I, have, I haven't heard much for a while. You know what I mean? This specific thing. It's like people know about it, but everyone chooses to not talk about it. I, for one, am not these people. Okay? Listen, this is standard practice in the music industry that I don't... I don't really see it as a negative thing. I don't see it as something that that in itself is bad, right? However, it does leave the window open for negative things to happen. I'm trying to specify that because the thing that happens itself, I'm really fucking, I'm, I'm going around the bush. I'm just going to tell you right now. There's a contract that you sign for when you start becoming big in the music industry, but also certain other jobs where it's called the death clause, right? And what it means is, Essentially, the company gets all the money back when you die. It's that simple. It's, it's a way to hold them over until they can make their money back in other ways. So why even bring it up, right? Well, the thing is, I learned recently about other jobs that do the same thing. I don't have one currently, but there are other jobs where the reason that you have to sign a death clause is because there's a high chance that you will inevitably die. Again, not my job. I've just heard other people who have it. I think oil rigs specifically have that job where it's like $100,000 a year, but it's a really high risk job. Like you can easily die the whole time. One of those types of jobs, you know what I mean? Anyway, the thing about musicians, right? When you get famous, you got to understand something. Your life is cut dramatically short. A lot of people don't know this, but when you're famous, you don't really live for a long time. You actually live on average a lot less than someone who's like, working in the coal mines in China, you know, like that bad, that level of bad. You could have, you could be diagnosed with cancer at the age of 40 and you would probably still live longer than the average musician because of this death clause or no, because of that fact alone, you know, because of ease of access to substances and because musicians are more prone to mental illness, 
that's what the death clause is supposed to cover. Because a lot of talented artists, God bless their souls, they're great people, right? And I love that. But a lot of them are facing demons that no one's ever going to see out in the spotlight. You know what I mean? They have their own problems behind closed doors. And maybe it motivates them to make good music. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe they're high on substances. You don't know. There's a lot of musicians that I liked that went through this thing, right? Right. For example, Nirvana. Kurt Cobain shooting himself in the head with a shotgun. He was 27, by the way. Which, I'm going to be that old next year. Interesting. Okay, listen. I have to bring up something that's... Okay, before I start getting on negative, I got to bring out some positive. You know, we got to add balance to the podcast. Otherwise, I'm just going to be a Debbie Downer and I don't want to do that. So, listen closely and listen good. Those of you listening on Spotify, thank you. Thank you very much. I've taken notice of something you guys have done and it's made my day a whole lot better. What I've noticed, right, is that a lot of um, Spotify podcasts have now have this star rating system and a lot of you have rated me five stars. So, thank you very much. I honestly really appreciate it. It makes the podcast look good. We get recommended to more people. The more you rated five stars or the more, you know, the more it's recommended to other people. And I love that, honestly. Thank you all very much for that. I really do appreciate it. Let's get back on topic. But, you know, let's try to not be too down about it. It is kind of a serious topic. But at the same time, I wanted to thank you all for for all the stuff you've done. You know, I take notice when you guys help me out. Okay, and I love you all for it. Thank you. So going more into detail about the death clause, what, what, what would cause someone to want to sign it or to have to sign it in order to get more famous in the industry? Well, the truth is the death clause itself is kind of one of those boilerplate standard, um, standard practice things, right? It's not a big deal to sign it when you're getting famous. The reason being is obviously I mentioned before, on average, okay, let, let me pull up a statistic on average musicians die 25 years younger than anyone else i'm talking really young like police officers have a less like police officers have a smaller mortality rate and we all know police officers you know those guys you know a dangerous job right but construction truck driver all of these together don't add up to how low your life expectancy will be if you're a musician it's absolutely insane. So because of this reason, right? Because of that very simple statistic, they say, all right, we need you to sign this just in case. But the truth is, there are some musicians that don't want to sign it. But these said musicians also don't get the record deals that they would like. And with even with Paola, that's the thing, right? I mentioned that before. Even with Paola, some music is so bad that no matter how much they promote it, it will not take off. Imagine Dragons, I'm looking at you. That's right, I'm calling you out. Fuck Imagine Dragons. That band sucks ass. They've been using Paola, and they fucking suck. So I'm not going to listen to Imagine Dragons, no matter how much they come up on the radio. I actually stopped listening to rock radio because of them. I completely stopped. That's how bad it was. Because the truth is, it just got annoying, man. Like, just a young buck. Whatever, that song sucks ass. Fuck that song. Thunder, feel the thunder. That song is ass. Just straight up ass. Fuck that song. Anyway, the death clause. Reason being, most musicians die younger. They're prone to mental illness. They have more issues or they have more, um, they have more access to substances, illicit substances. I mean, just think of Kurt Cobain with his heroin. You know, it's simple as that. Also, there's... Almost every other musician with cocaine. 
I mean, pretty much all of them. There's a, there's a high number of illicit substances in the music industry, and to be fair, during a lot of live concerts, yeah, you'll, you'll see it too. Every now and then, there'll just be some guys like, hey, you want some stuff? Go to him. I mean, it, it's part of the industry, but I just, I wish it wasn't, you know what I mean? I also wish Michael Jackson wasn't worth like 10 times as much after he died, which is another good example of why to sign the death clause, why it's so appealing to record companies. When an artist dies, they can no longer perform, right? It's plain and simple, right? That's just how it is. However, this clause cannot be... You can't leave from it, you know? Because there's a bunch of rights, there's a lot of legalese, there's a lot of jargon, right? There's a whole bunch of shit that's like that. This is just standard boilerplate... Um, like, like when you want to be famous or you want to sign up with a big record label, you have to sign these. It's not optional. I've heard people say... In fact, I was um, looking through some of the, um, some people talking about it on YouTube, some articles, reading a bunch of stuff, right? And I read some comments saying that I was offered the contract when, like, back in the 80s, back in the 90s. This has been going on for quite a while, and it's interesting to me how there's a lot of history behind the music industry that people don't see, right? A lot of people will turn on the radio, that's as far as they go. Or they'll play their music, that's as far as they go. Me, personally, I like the legalese. I like the, the jargon, the mumbo-jumbo, because I've been through it, okay? I dealt with legal issues when I was trying to upload my music onto Spotify. I was completely stonewalled. That's why Mr. Garcia is exclusively on Bandcamp, because I can't get it on Spotify. I'm also a fucking perfectionist, so I can't even say that all that music's going to stay up there. I actually recently got my keyboard back. I honestly just left it in another room. <laughs> Oh, no, I gave it to my brother, but I forgot to ask for it back. And I went to his room and just got it. I was like, oh, yeah, here it is. So, yeah, now I guess I'm going to have to work on more songs. Having to use GarageBand is one thing, right? I was using... What's the word? What's the word? Uh, Fruity Loops, FL Studio. The same the same software that Soldier Boy used when he made his first song. The difference is he pirated it. I paid for the legitimate thing. But I get hit with a fucking stonewall. No, you didn't pay enough. You got to pay this and that. It's like, I'm sorry, I didn't sample any music, but I didn't pay enough? This is bullshit. Sweet. Now I know. I'm not... Uh, for legal reasons, this next part is a joke. Download software and pirate that shit. Yeah. Anyway, that joke sucked. Anyway, um, back to the, back to the legal terminology and stuff. I think about the death clause. And I also think about how the fact that Kurt Cobain died at the age of 27, and it was another person, uh, the, the guy who made uh, Crossroad Blues. That one is an interesting one. That's where rumors start, okay? Rumors, I, I'm bringing up rumors because I know a lot of people have in their heads, oh, they sold their souls to the devil. N not the case, but hear me out, right? You do have something. So if you're those people that think, oh, th this person sold their soul to the devil, let me tell you where that started from. Because you... You, you know, you're just going off of what you've heard. Crossroad Blues is in vivid detail how a man... I forget his name. Let me look it up. Man, I'm, I'm going to piss off a lot of people because I didn't know the name offhand. I listened to this guy, Robert Johnson. That's right. The story goes, right? Let me, let me preface you by telling you this. Um, I'm going somewhere with this, okay? The story goes that Robert Johnson played a live show, right? This is just folk music. Nothing too crazy. But the interesting thing about it is he was terrible. He was not good. People booed him off stage. He left. 
and within a day or two, he came back. However, when he returned, he was significantly better. So much more that people thought something is up with him. Something is not right. This is not the same person. Well, that's where the rumor was started because shortly afterwards, he made Crossroad Blues. And let me just read the lyrics because it's a little ominous. Okay? Here, let me pull it up here. I love this song. It's actually really... It's actually really, really catchy. Okay, based on reading the lyrics, it doesn't directly say he sold his soul to the devil. But he did mention, in one of his songs, Crossroad Blues, he mentions that he goes to the crossroads, falls on his knees, and asks God, Hey, I'm here. However, God does not answer. Instead, he is met with darkness. And then he says, I believe I am sinking down. Followed by a song called Me and the Devil Blues. This song slaps. I love this song. This song is like my go-to. However, I, I get funny looks when I play it because he plays the forbidden, the forbidden Triad. If you don't know what that is, Google it. It's a very interesting story. Anyway, let me read an excerpt. When you knocked upon my door and I said, Hello, Satan. I believe it is time to go. Me and the devil was walking side by side. Me and the devil ooh, was walking side by side. I'm going to beat my woman until I get satisfied. Yeah, Jesus, man. I mean, this is an old song, so this is like the, the 60s. Older times, older times. Yeah, older times now, he's dead now, let's call it even. You don't see why, oh, that I would dog her around. It must be that old evil spirit so deep down in the ground. You may bury my body down by the highway side. Baby, I don't care where you bury my body when I'm dead and gone. You may bury my body down by the highway side so my old evil spirit can get a Greyhound bus and ride. And that is the story of the Crossroad Blues. So, if you've ever heard the rumor about them selling their souls to the devil, you must understand, it is much older than you realize. Because the music industry has always been a little shady. Just a little. However, that one in particular always stood out to me because it gives me chills. Just thinking, imagine coming from a world that's heavily religious, and you hear that. And all of a sudden, the music industry starts changing everything around you. It's wild. It's absolutely insane seeing that and learning the history behind it. So, I just thought that'd be interesting to learn. However, going back to the modern times, this death clause is still there. Payola, still a thing. Okay, so you may be wondering too, why, why bring up the deal with the devil thing if, if it's not very literal, you know what I mean? Well, think of it this way, right? I don't believe in magic, don't get me wrong, but there's some people that do. However, hear me out now right about right now okay the thing is the music industry there's something about it it attracts people from all walks of life there's a lot of money in music there's a lot more than you'd think right it's not just record sales not just live shows that's quite a bit there's also legal lease you know copyright stuff you've probably seen it more and more thanks to the youtube algorithm copyright striking things when when a music or when a song isn't paid royalties remember that word royalties get some sort of money out of it just for playing a song somewhere hear me out too if you go to a coffee shop and you hear music playing in the background you know you have to pay for that right i didn't know you know i didn't know if you guys knew that but there's a business expense where if a certain album is playing then you have to pay royalty you have to pay rights for that and I did not know that. I genuinely did not. This is something I recently learned. I, I did some research for this um, 
episode of the podcast, I knew a lot of stuff going in, but the more I learned about it itself, I also, le- I'm learning along with you, okay? I know a lot about it, but I could always learn more. That's something I've learned. All I know is I know nothing or I don't know enough. That's my mentality. I never know enough and I want to learn more. I'm essentially a walking brain at this point. I'm a fucking nerd, okay? Get over it. If you're listening, you probably are too, so welcome to the crowd. Okay, so we're back to the deal with the devil thing. What does it mean? It's not literal. However, think of that term. It's not literal. Deal with the devil. It's a metaphorical thing, okay? It's metaphorical. Because in the past, you know who had more power and muscle and money? Remember the and money? The mob. I'm not saying every musician has done deals with the mob. I'm not saying that, okay? However, there have been. There have been some high notoriety ones, a lot of which was swept under the rug or just forgotten to time. Or forgotten by people who listen to the music because we don't want to think about that part of, you know, the industry. We love music. As a collective species, we love hearing a good song. That's just how it is. What we don't like is thinking about what people had to do to get to the top. However, with the recent Me Too movement, we've learned that there's some shady shit going on in the background. I knew about this before it, okay? Because I had friends in the music industry who have made it and others who stayed local and refused to go higher because they knew stuff, okay? And they would happily tell me because we would say it in person. It's one of those vow of secrecy things. You wouldn't know. <laughs> okay, not really. It's not, it's not that bad, right? It's just, remember what I said earlier. If someone did deals with the mob, yeah, they would want to be silent. It's a vow of secrecy. That's how it is. Don't break that vow. It's it's not good. It's a very strong vow, too. One of those life or death thingies, you know? The funny thing is, right? This isn't exclusive to the United States. This is worldwide. In fact, there are musicians in Mexico who the cartel is, um, you know, assisting. That's it. I'm not going to go into details, I'm not going to specify, nor am I going to say is it right or wrong. Because the truth is, we all want to be famous. A lot of us want to be famous anyway, but what will you do to get to the top? Exactly, a lot of people will sacrifice life and limb to get to the top, and people love them for it, but they don't ask what they did. And I can understand why. You know, sometimes, sometimes the status quo is that for a reason. Sometimes we don't ask people's background because it's not that we don't want to know. It's that we don't want them to relive that trauma. We don't want them to go, hey, um, what'd you do back then? How'd you get famous? And then they tell us everything in great detail. It's like, okay, now we know how to get famous, but what the fuck? You know, like we don't want that reaction. Exactly. So the reason that I talked about this this time is Simply because it's it's a reminder. It's like we know stuff happens in the music industry. And I noticed one thing, right? One very important detail. A lot of people do not care. Plain and simple, they do not care. They don't care that such and such died and they were murdered, but they called it a suicide because certain people were paid off. I'm being very fucking like vague about it, right? I'm not mentioning any specific artist or any music producer or any record company or even any country, actually. I wonder how many people I just pissed off. (laughs) Anyway, it's like that for a reason, right? It sucks. It happens. But it's business. 
And there's the key word right then and there. It's business. If you think that every other business is safe and normal, you are delusional. You must understand. Rampant fraud happens in every industry, every complex. Every business has a dark side. Every business has something that's swept under the rug. I heard the phrase shady shit, you know, the other day. And I couldn't agree more. That's just how it is. You got to understand, Earth is not a pure place. Mankind is not without sin. No one is innocent, is what I'm saying. When it comes to the music industry, when it comes to any industry, when it comes to business as a whole. Okay, it's that simple. I heard recently that statistically there's more psychopaths with billions of dollars than, you know, regular people. Because the thing is, they have to learn to not give a fuck. I could never be famous, you know, seeing all that. And I think, you know what? That's fine by me. You want to know why? Because I do this for the love of the art. That is it. I don't care if I get famous or not. Whatever happens, happens. Okay? No death clause for me. I'm fine with this. I'm happy being a nobody. You want to know why? Because at least I keep my soul. Who am I kidding? MGSBusinessContact at gmail.com <laughs> That joke wasn't funny. It didn't land well. Sorry. It was meant to be a joke, but... I really fell flat in its face. By the way, thank you guys all for watching the um, the YouTube video that recently came out. If you didn't, I'll link it in the description. No big deal. Don't worry about it. You don't you don't gotta watch it. It's a long video, at least for me, because you know I usually make TikToks. This one is Hawaii trip part one, five minutes long. Hawaii trip part two is ten minutes long. However, it's it is what it is. You don't gotta watch it. Just listen to the podcast more. <laughs> okay, okay. You know what? I beat around the bush enough. I didn't want to say this, okay? I really didn't. But, fuck it. What's what's the worst that could happen? I say this as my last words. <clears throat> if anyone listens to the Billboard Top 100, that shit is paid off. It's that simple, okay? Payola used to be this thing where it's like, okay, these people paid to have this uh, song out in the front. But think about it this way. There's multiple artists fighting for the same spot. The same people. You know, all of them. It's just... Whoever pays a little extra will get a little more. It's that simple. Let me put it this way. Every country has their own artists that that they love. You know what I mean? Every country has their own actors. Everything, really. It's just, they all treat them a bit differently. But they all have the same rules. You have to be willing to do just about anything to be famous. Maybe pay some people. Bribe this. Block that. Do this thing. In fact... There's an example I was thinking of, right? Justin Bieber a few years ago. Damn, that's... When I say a few years ago, I mean a long time ago. He released this photo. Very simple one, but a lot of people called him out for it. Where he said, Go to my recent music, play it on repeat, put the volume all the way down to just above, like, off, and leave it playing in another room somewhere for, for a long time. Bolstering his numbers. That is called botting. It no longer works anymore. But he straight up told people to do that. And people seem to have forgotten. You know? Like, uh, people forgot it. I did not. I remember vividly. It was on his old Instagram. This was like 2000... Some years ago. But it was a while ago. I still remember it. I don't see people talking about it. But, hey, there he is all famous now. Interesting, right? But yeah, you have to be willing to do just about anything. And a lot of people are. The only problem is... A lot of people are willing to do everything. They can't all do it at once. 
There's only so many hours in the day we can listen to music, you know what I mean? Especially on the radio. And with, with the way things have worked in the modern day, it's changed. It's no longer radio that's the dominant one. It's, you know, Spotify, music streaming. So, what do you get when you have an old industry with old rules in a modern light? What you do, right? You get the same shit, different day. Very simple. I know, I know you guys remember when Drake fucking paid off Spotify and it was just Drake everywhere. Okay? Too bad he sucks. I mean, you know, whatever. If you like Drake, good for you. I don't. Because I'm talking about the big guys, you know? I At first, I was talking about musicians from back then that paid off a lot of stuff, you know? Now I'm talking about modern day musicians, you know? Because I hear a lot of talented people and they don't get any airtime on the radio or on Spotify. However, it's the status quo. It is what it is. A lot of people know about it. No one gives a shit enough to do anything about it. Why? Because maybe I'll be famous one day. Maybe you'll be famous one day. I don't know. I guess people don't talk about it because there's not much to talk about. It's pretty simple. You know? Everyone knows how it works. At least, if you didn't know, now you do. Okay? So, save this save this episode. Hear it again and again. Write down some notes. I don't know. I'm not going after any artist. If I did mention them, it was entirely for comedic purposes, blah, blah, blah. You get it, okay? Plus, I'm a small-time podcaster. Who the fuck gives a shit what I'm going to say, you know? But yeah, that's going to do it for that topic. However, I'm seeing the time and I'm realizing that I've got like four minutes left. So, I'm going to take this time to thank you all for watching the YouTube video. That's actually been a huge success. And thank you guys for watching my TikToks. By the way, I'm not telling all of you to do this, but... A handful of you, right? If you wouldn't mind, could you go on my TikTok and download my videos? Because thanks to some regulations in the country I'm in, you know, the United States, TikTok is not going to be around for much longer. Um, Biden recently talked about deactivating uh, TikTok. So let's see if that goes anywhere. It might not. It might. Who knows? I personally think it is going to happen because we've now had two presidents talk about it from both sides of the political spectrum, by the way. So, maybe maybe something's going to happen. I don't know. If something does, though, that's entirely fine by me because I've already made the transition to YouTube. I've already started making YouTube videos. I'm moving some of my TikToks to YouTube and putting in YouTube shorts. I wonder, too, if we're still going to have that. Like, let's say TikTok is banned, right? Will everyone go to YouTube shorts or will they go to Instagram reels? There's two of them, right? In one of them, you have YouTube Everyone already knows about uh, YouTube Reels and Instagram trying to copy fucking everybody is um, already copied TikTok. Would that be the dominant one or would we go to YouTube? Because right now there's a power struggle between the two. I don't know which one to go to. So I'm going to do both. I'm going to play both sides. Why not? I'm not a fan of Facebook, but it is what it is. Uh, Facebook, you know, Meta, whatever, owns Instagram. And YouTube, well, they recently got rid of Susan. So... Maybe some things are going to look up. You know what I mean? That's the whole reason that I took my videos off of YouTube, right? A lot of them from like seven or eight years ago, all taken down or put on private. Some of them are still there, but you need a link to watch them, okay? They're not bad or anything. It's just old videos that I cringe at. However, the the transition from Susan as the CEO to someone else, I don't know. Um, not much has changed, basically. 
<laughs> I mean, I say that, but one thing did change, and that was the demonetization of certain certain words, which is not bad. I'm not going to lie. That's a big, like, W right there. I was going to say L, sorry. Force of habit. There was a thing I wanted to bring up before the episode's done. I have been doing this thing, right, where I'll, I'll do deep dives and I'll talk about stuff, trying to make light of it, or light of a serious situation, whatever. Basically, people have been asking me what my sources are, and the truth is, most of it is YouTube, but I only research things that have already been, like, thoroughly researched, you know what I mean? Illuminati's a really great one. It's spelled a different way. Um, Lumi is, like, her nickname. She's really cool. I really like that channel, Illuminati. Um, there's also Barely Sociable. He's really good. He's really good. He was the direct inspiration for this episode. However, I'm not going to lie. Just just watch his video. He did a much bigger deep dive. His is like an hour long, an hour and a half. And he goes into it much more than I could. But the truth is, I only went into it because I had friends in the industry who could verify some of the things he's, that he heard and said. Hell, I even lived in LA. You know what I mean? So I know, I know what they're talking about. Music-wise, most of it's like most of it like New York, that, those areas. That's that's not my level of expertise. My level of expertise is West Coast, okay? Because that's where I'm from. Having said that, that's going to do it for this episode of the Meatweed Podcast. Thank you all for listening. New YouTube videos up. Go ahead and watch it. If you don't, it's fine. I got the Patreon in the description. You don't got a sub, but if you do, thank you very much, and I love you for it. We also do uh, one-time donations now, so that's cool, too. We're, we're, um, RSS.com is working on some dynamic ad insertion thing. I'm not sure when it's going to come out, but they recently told me about it, and I've just been waiting for that to go up, and I want to see what I can do with that. So, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. I told you I was going to do a serious episode this week. I try to make it more serious, but truth be told, I've had a great week, and I'm just so happy. Like, the vibes are up, okay? When the vibes are up, I'm happy. I don't want to be a downer, okay? So if you're out there and this episode made you sad, I'm sorry. I want you to go outside and just let the sun hit you for like 30 seconds. That's, that's genuinely going to cheer you up. It works for me anyway. All right. See you guys next week.